Wholesaling and flipping houses is a very high turnover business. Some get into the game and go on to become extremely successful and many get stuck, burn out and quit. On this video, I'm gonna explain the four stages of a wholesaler or flipper and how to quit your job and create a sustainable and profitable business. All of that and more coming up. This video is brought to you by 10K Club, a program that pays you $10,000 for finding ugly houses. Learn more at my10kcheck.com. If this is your first time here, my name is Jerry Norton and I've been a full-time real estate investor now for over 17 years. Amongst other things, I specialize in flipping houses all across the country and I've helped thousands of new investors get into the game of flipping and create six-figure and even seven-figure incomes. If you wanna learn how to flip houses so you can live your dream life, be sure to subscribe and click the bell icon to get notified when new videos are released. Coming from my boat office today, I'm really excited because on this video, I'm gonna break down what I call my flipping domination framework, which will help you get more clarity. Maybe you're unsure what your next step is or what to expect next on your journey to full time. Now, if you're anything like me when I started in real estate, I had to decide if I should do it full time. I had a family, so I needed to know, one, is this sustainable? Two, what kind of example am I setting for my kids? Three, what am I building? Is it worthwhile? And four, what am I doing for the next generation? So this flipping domination framework that I'll go over in detail was really inspired out of seeing so many good things come out of my fast track coaching program, but also seeing dangerous traps that are leading to burnout and anxiety that I wanna help you avoid. So let's get into it. This is the flipping domination framework. If you've ever seen one of these before, you can see that it starts at zero and goes to 10 on the horizontal or the X axes, and also goes to 10 on the vertical or Y axes. So first, let's discuss the X axes, which is deals or transactions. Now, when it comes to winning at wholesaling, it really matters how well you can get good deals. And a lot of flippers focus just on this. How many deals can I get? In fact, this is predominantly the main question I get. Jerry, how do I get more deals? So go ahead and in the comments section, rate yourself right now on a scale of zero to 10 on how well you're doing getting deals. And deals are critical for sure, without a doubt, but deals alone don't necessarily equate to money or profit, which is the Y axis. And this is really simple. At the end of the month or year, how much money are you making in the business? So go ahead and in the comment section, rate yourself right now on a scale of zero to 10 on how well you're doing making money. So let's put these two together now and talk about it. I have a coaching student and he's really pretty good at getting deals. I would say a seven out of 10, but is hardly making any money. I would say a two out of 10 mostly because his margins per deal are low and his overhead is really high. Now, I know another flipper who only does a few deals a year, but makes over a million dollars a year in profit. So he scores a two on deals and a nine on money. In fact, if I take myself this year alone, I've already done two deals that made me over $1 million in profit each, and I've got two more deals that I'm wrapping up that I should close out this year for over a million dollars each as well. That means between just those four deals, I'll make $4 million in profit. Now, if that was all I did, I would score a one on deals and a 10 on money. 
Now, I hope you can see the risk with that. Fewer deals means higher risk, whereas more deals lowers the risk in the event you have a bad deal. The ultimate goal would be to maximize your efforts with both deals and money. In other words, are you dominating all of the different lead generation methods in your market? And are you getting the highest margin per deal while maintaining low overhead so that your profits are as high as possible. Now, if that's important to you, leave a comment and say, Jerry, show me how you are a flipping genius. Okay, let's walk through what this journey looks like to get from zero to 10 in the flipping domination framework. When someone first enters the flipping industry, usually with wholesaling, because wholesaling has less barriers to entry, they start out as a dabbler or in the dabbler stage. And a dabbler isn't taking flipping seriously yet, and that's okay. You might be a dabbler if you spend more time watching videos about flipping than you do actually flipping or working on flipping. Now, if you're watching videos about how to talk to motivated sellers, but not actually calling any sellers, you're still dabbling. Now, the commitment hasn't been made yet. So that's a common stage many start with. Then what I've noticed happens next is for the minority who do make a firm commitment to do the business, they enter one of two stages or phases. Let's start with stage one called the marketer or the marketer stage. What tends to happen here is the marketer puts deals or transactions as the benchmark for success and most of the time, energy and effort and resources goes into marketing, lead generation and getting deals. And in most cases at the expense of money or profits. Now, there are typically three dangerous pitfalls the marketer can fall into. Pitfall number one is to do low margin deals. Just for the sake of doing a deal, the marketer will do a $5,000 wholesale, a $3,000 wholesale, even a $1,000 wholesale, not realizing that they could easily get more per deal if they would just hold firm on their price. But out of a fear of losing the deal, they expend valuable bandwidth and resources doing low margin deals, not realizing the opportunity cost. Opportunity cost is when you're doing one thing, you're not doing another thing. When you're doing a $3,000 deal, you're not doing a $20,000 deal. Now, in most cases, transitioning from low margin to high margin is simply a matter of shifting from a scarcity to abundance mindset. Now, I did a video that breaks down this shift in mindset in detail. I'll put the link in the description box below and you can check it out later. Pitfall number two is the marketer overspends on lead generation. They fall into the trap that more leads will automatically equal more deals. The reality is marketing is a delicate balance between traffic or generating leads and conversion, which is closing or converting those leads into deals. For example, if I gave you 25 warm leads and that was all you got for the whole week, you would work those 25 leads as best you could. If I gave you 100 warm leads for the week, you would spread out your effort over 100 instead of 25. The point is your cost per lead and your cost per deal goes way up when you put more attention into traffic and not enough attention into conversion. The key is finding the balance. The third pitfall that the marketer falls into is taking on too much overhead too quickly. Before they've established a profitable, sustainable business, the marketer starts hiring more people, they lease office space, they spend a fortune on a fancy website, they buy tools and services. Unnecessary overhead drains a business of profits. The marketer's mindset is, it's okay to justify this expense, we'll just do more deals. 
Now, I personally am a stickler about overhead. I run my businesses lean and mean. I don't have a company office. Everybody works from home and I utilize technology and overseas labor to minimize my cost. Every month I have a trim the fat meeting with my bookkeeper where we review every single expense for the month and I ask the question, is this expense absolutely necessary and is there a more cost-effective way to get that result? If not, we cut it immediately and I don't care if it's $10. Bottom line, if being the marketer becomes a chronic way of operating, the stress and anxiety will certainly lead to burnout and quitting. Okay, now that's the marketer. Now the opposite stage or phase of the marketer is the pusher over on the money axes. Now the pusher focuses so much on the money side that he struggles to spend or invest in things like marketing, building a team, or the right overhead to grow a business. They are a one person show and in an effort to keep all of the money they make, they don't leverage other people, technology, or resources. The pusher makes all of the decisions and no one can be trusted to do it as good as them. The problem is it's very rare for the pusher to ever get past a five on the money axes because there's only so many hours in the day and they can only personally do so much. The pusher is the bottleneck to growth and since the business revolves around the pusher, he can never really take time off or the business will fall apart. Even if the pusher is making more money than when he had a job working for someone else, it's at the expense of lifestyle. And like the marketer, if a transition isn't made, it eventually results in burnout and quitting. Now that was the case for me in the early years in the business when I lived in Metro Detroit. I was running around ragged and although I was making more money, I was so stressed and miserable. Then I went on a one-year cross-country RV trip with my family and kids, and it forced myself to learn how to properly outsource and delegate. As a result, I learned how to fix and flip houses virtually in any market in the US. In fact, I'm always looking for good deals, and I'll even pay you $10,000 for every good deal you bring me that meets my criteria. And if that sounds exciting to you, just go to my10kcheck.com for more details. The fourth stage is finding the right balance between the marketer or spending money and doing deals and the pusher or keeping and making a lot of money. And that is called the dominator. This is the 1% of flippers. Figure this out and you are a bona fide flipping genius. But getting to the dominator stage is something anyone can do if you're willing to put in the time, energy, and effort sustained over time because Becoming the dominator is not happenstance. It only happens through conscious effort. Now, I love what Jay-Z said. I'm not a businessman. I'm a businessman. And once you reach the dominator stage, you are now a flippingpreneur. Now, the definition of a flippingpreneur, by the way, I made that up. The definition of a flippingpreneur is an individual who has built a sustainable, profitable and scalable business flipping houses that generates consistent deals and revenue. A flippingpreneur has created and defined a clear vision of the people that they wanna help and the problems that they wanna solve. They've mastered getting consistent and predictable deals. They've mastered generating consistent and predictable income from flipping. They've learned how to delegate and automate because no business has ever grown to significance with one person. You know you're reaching the flippingpreneur stage when you don't feel like you're on a treadmill headed for burnout. Now, I've been on the treadmill and it sucks. I've been on that treadmill wondering if I could keep it up. 
Now, our goal here at Flipping Mastery is to help you build a sustainable business that doesn't burn out, that doesn't crush your family, that doesn't destroy your health, that actually is built to last, hopefully for generations, whatever that looks like for you. But so many wholesalers and flippers are here today and gone tomorrow. So regardless of your current stage right now in the flipping domination framework, how do you become the dominator and become a flippingpreneur? And let's take a quick look at my six-figure or seven-figure profit blueprint that I teach my Fast Track coaching students. You'll notice here at the top that this is you. I call this the you box because this is where you want to live and operate within your business. Your daily and monthly activities should consist of mostly strategic activities, about 80%, and only 20% should be spent doing tactical activities. What's the difference? Strategic is building the business. It's hiring, training, motivating, inspiring. It's systems, processes, automation, raising capital. It's the business side that has nothing to do with real estate. Tactical is the day-to-day operations. It's calling sellers and signing contracts. It's the stuff that has to get done, but not necessarily by you. Under the you box are two key roles or departments, acquisitions and operations. Acquisitions is everything that goes into securing good deals and operations is everything involved in exiting or flipping those deals. Now, once you've reached the dominator stage, you have an acquisitions manager and an operations manager that report directly to you and run their respective departments. At that point, you'll be operating a low overhead, high profit business that consistently does deals month in and month out. In fact, I did a video that shows how to follow this model and earn a million dollars a year only doing three deals per month. And I'll put the link to that video in the description box below for you. So here are the clarity questions I want you to ask yourself. First, what do I need to get better at? Deals or money or both? And two, what skill do I need to learn or improve next? And if you'd like to work one-on-one with one of my certified coaches to help you become a flippingpreneur, just go to FastTrackWithJerry.com for more details. Finally, I want you to know that I believe in you. You have what it takes. And when it comes down to it, at least for me, it's not about the money. It's about having the time and freedom to have, be, do, and give everything that God has in store for you. That's really what it's all about. And I'll see you on the next video.